welcome back to Full Seam Ahead. Your Houston Astros are headed back to the World Series. It happened. Game four, the sweep in the Bronx last night, late night, rain delay, could not delay the win. Man, what a game. We are here. We're just going right at this thing. Usually we kind of hop on and we talk a little bit before we record. We usually have this big outline we work off of, but not today. We're just going to go right with you guys, breaking down this game, what this means to Houston, what this means to this ball club. Uh, and, and we'll briefly talk a little bit about the World Series matchup. We'll save some of that for later in this week. But, man, story of the moment, of course, back to the World Series. So, Lorenzo, you know what I'm going to ask you. You already know what's coming. What is your one word for Game 4 of the American League Championship Series? Sweep! <laughs> I'm going to go with sweep because, I mean, we did it against Seattle and then we did it against New York, you know, start spreading the news. Yeah. Ah, uh, Yankees lose. Where's David Ortiz when you need him at this time? But, yeah, I mean, the boys... Just this whole game, you just saw they did not give up. You know, pitching, obviously McCullers wasn't strong through the whole game, only going five innings, giving up four and runs. But, you know, it shows what this team could do when you're, you know, 3-0, losing, and the next day you know Jeremy Pena hits that three-run homer. This team just does not back down. I mean, we still was losing in the middle of the game. You know, shout-out to uh, Gleyber Torres out there, your all-star shortstop for the New York Yankees. Um, crucial, crucial air that he did for the Yankees because I think that was the tail end of the ball game. And obviously, you know what happened from there. But yeah, sweep is the word because these boys are hot. These boys are seven and zero. Oh. They have yet to lose a game. They have yet to lose away from Minute Park and at the Juice Box. So it's it's great. We're going back, you know, fourth time to the World Series in six years. Um. Got to win that ring for Dusty. You know, maybe Dusty gets his ring, settles off into the sunset. Joe Spada comes on. We just don't know. But first, we got to just take one game at a time. We got to focus on the Philadelphia Phillies because that team is looking very hot. But let's enjoy it right now. Enjoy the day. Enjoy the week until we get to that time. Just got to love it. Things you love to see. Yeah, you just got to kind of soak it in right now. Fourth World Series appearance in six seasons. You know, obviously lost the ALCS in 18 and 20, 19, 21, make it to the World Series and lose to Nats and the Braves. Uh, and here we are facing again a red team from the NL East in the World Series. But we have plenty of time. We got four days off between now and game one of the World Series to kind of speculate and start planning for that. But for right now, we're living in the moment. Let's talk about game four. It almost didn't happen. It was looking like we may have a postponement in the schedule. Uh, there, we talked about on yesterday's episode about some rain moving into the tri-state area that it was putting this game at risk, and it did put the game at risk. They delayed the game for about an hour and a half, uh, but eventually the skies cleared up. Well, I think they were clear the whole time. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> but anyway, game gets played, gets underway, and it was not, I think, the start that the Astros were looking for, I would go out to say, uh, you know, don't score anything on top of the first. And in the bottom of the second, bottom of the first, you got Lance McCullers on the mountain who, you know, he was supposed to be the executioner, you know, drive it through their hearts. We saw him uh, pitch phenomenally in Seattle in that clincher. And then he comes out and he just doesn't, he didn't have it yesterday. He did not have the command. 
His pitch count was high, and the Yankees were getting some little dinky-dunky hits, too. It was not the best way to get started, giving up two runs in the bottom of the first. Real quick, McCullers, final line, five innings pitched, eight hits, four runs, three of them earned, one walk, and six strikeouts. He started to settle down. I would say, you know, later in the game, he got it. He got farther down to it. Um, but for the most part, he just was a little bit wilder than we would have liked to see. And the Astros were in a 3-0 hole early. And then, how about that rookie, man? Gosh. What a, I mean... There's really nothing to describe him. He's done it all this whole postseason from that Seattle series to the New York series. But, you know, yeah, we didn't have it. But if you look at them at bats that the Astros hitters were doing, they were great, patient at bats. Obviously, both really both pitchers didn't have it. Nestor didn't have it. McCullers didn't have it. Hey, um, Cortez went 20 pitches in the first inning. Second inning, he went 19 pitches. Third inning, he went 16. Um Obviously, he had it to come out with an injury that was called a groin injury at the end of the day. You know, hopefully a speed recovery for him because he has really done good for the Yankee organization this year. But, I mean, everybody was patient at the plate, and I think that's what was the biggest thing, you know, coming into the Bronx because we saw it over there in Houston. They looked like they were just swinging for the fences. Obviously, we saw that that third game Seattle. Everybody just kind of took a deep breath and just was in the moment, just – letting everything slow down and being able to put up quality at-bats. But, yeah, Jerry Pena, dude, I mean, you're filling in for one of the best shortstops in Astros history and Carlos Correa, who loves the moment, who, you know, the Platinum Glove Award winner, the team captain of that team back, you know, through them years of the golden age of Astros baseball. And you fill in them shoes. Everybody even told you from the get-go when you got to spring training. And he just showed out, you know, yeah, in the beginning of the year, he was hot. And then obviously he caught some hot code, you know, throughout the season. But what rookie isn't going to do that? I mean, if you're Julio Rodriguez, Julio Rodriguez did have a great year regardless. But Jeremy Payne is in the postseason. He's the only rookie in the postseason uh, for the American League. And look at that. Wins the ALCS MVP. But, you know, let's focus in in the beginning of the game. That three-run homer helped McCullers, I believe. You know, without that three-run homer, I think we're not still in it. It'd be a different game. You got to understand, too, in McCullers' part, because he was frustrated that these little blue pits were going through, you know, Bermuda Triangles and everything like that between McCormick, Tucker, Altuve. Um, You know, I mean, the Yankees put pressure on us, but, you know, I love the fight that we have on this team that we just don't give up, regardless if you're winning up 3-4-5-0 in the first. So, you know, credit to... um, you know, the Yankee hitters that are making McCullers work, but at the same time, too, we got some dogs, and Jeremy Pena is that dog. Yeah, and I mean, credit to the guys ahead of Pena that set up that home run. You started that started that inning off at the bottom of the lineup. And, you know, like you said, we Nestor didn't have his stuff tonight. And I think even in the, in the first inning, you know, Altuve struck out on what should have been a walk, on a full count, uh, and a ball outside that, that should have been called a walk. Um, but they were seeing him. And they were hitting, and they were just getting right underneath some of those pitches. And I, I was like, man, it's a matter of time. And they go on the top of the third. Maldonado draws a walk. Altuve draws a walk. And then Pena puts it in the left field bleachers. And you, you just love that for him. You love him that for him in that moment. Uh, like you said, he's battled those ups and downs and those struggles. But off the field and on the field, everyone just speaks of his maturity, 
you know, Carlos Correa himself said before the season started that that kid's going to be a superstar. And he's really showing that when the, when the lights are the brightest, um, he, he's performing really, really well. He even had some great defensive plays last night, which, you know, he's a gold glove uh, nominee. He could win the gold glove in the American yeah, league. Finalist. Uh, and, and he, he had finals. He, he was showing it off last night. Uh, looking good. Pena puts up three. And then Jordan Alvarez, who's had not the best ALCS, ropes a double. And then you get a fly out from Bregman. Kyle Tucker singles on a, on a comebacker that hits Bondi Peralta off the glove. And then Yuli, the batting champ. Yuli Gosh. comes in a little bit of a dink. Uh, RBI scores Alvarez. And, you know, from there was in business. Just like that. That's the beauty of postseason baseball. Yeah, it did not too. start off good. I mean, for you us, just don't man. know. We were down three nothing, yeah. and I was like, I was sitting there like, man, maybe it's not tonight. Maybe the sweep. Maybe maybe we were getting greedy going for the sweep, uh, hoping for it. Uh, but then just like that, a couple swings at the bat, and we're on top four to three. Uh, and then from there, you go into the bottom of the fifth. The Yankees tie it right back up. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, gosh, I'm I'm tired of seeing Harrison Bader, dude. I am tired of it. I'm glad you know this series is over because that was really their that was really Rizzo. Know, in the bottom. That was their offense. Oh, we were talking about Rizzo, but you know, I want to get to Bader but he too. Scored but yeah, Rizzo, he scored I mean, Bader. Mm-hmm. But no, well, Bader set it up though too. I mean, yeah. he, um, you know, I believe he draw to walk. I'm not too sure, but you know, he singled. He had good at bat. Oh, he's single. He, I mean, he had great at bats. Um, obviously, Maldi didn't catch that ball. That's why he advanced to second. Which, yep. come on, Maldi, we gotta break in that new mitt if it's a new mitt. You know, obviously, do too. The conditions were bad, so. But yeah, I mean, Rizzo's a professional hitter for a reason, dude. He puts the ball in play. He's not gonna go down without a fight. And it showed right there. Ball up the middle brings in Bader. Um, you know, this team wasn't gonna end their season just like that easily. So. Yeah, credit, you know, credit to Anthony. Anthony has a, actually a player option uh for this year, right? For the Yankees, yeah. or is it a club? No, okay. It's a so option. yeah, it'd be inter player option. So it'd be interesting if he goes back to New York. Um, because I mean, man, he's a great hitter, and then with that short porch and right too with him, I think he's gonna love that. So it'll be interesting what to see uh what he's gonna do in the offseason. But yeah, I mean, Yankees were not done. Yeah, no, they they weren't, and then you know, an inning later. In the bottom of the sixth, your man Harrison Bader, like you said, uh, he, he homers. You got Hector Neris coming in in relief of Lance McCullers. Uh, he got two quick outs from uh, the bottom of the lineup and then just just left the fastball middle-middle and then and got, um, you know, roped by Bader. And then the Yankees are up. And that's another moment where I was like, maybe it's not meant to be. They're putting yeah. up a bit of a fight. Uh, and especially because he gives them the lead and then who comes to the plate but Aaron Judge. And he struck out because that's what he does in October. <laughs> I mean, he did have a good swing on McCullers, and everybody was going to probably, you know, use that excuse saying, well, yeah, it's the yeah. win. That's why that ball died in center. And when McCullers, you know, heard it off the bat, he already saw him already going down on a knee because he thought that ball was gone too. And I really thought too, he scored that, he scored that one up pretty well, you know, credit to that, but you know, shout out to the win if it was the win that played a factor right there for um keeping that ball in and Chaz making a play. Yeah, and make you know, Ash, uh, uh, sorry, Yankees take that lead going into the seventh. Uh, and top of the seventh, they bring in Jonathan Jonathan Lasaga, who was actually I think he came in, in the sixth. They kept saying over and over, yeah, he's six. the ground ball king, the soft contact king, which 
credit to him, he was inducing soft contact left and right. Uh, he was eating us up in the bottom of the six or top of the six, top of the seventh until uh, Altuve makes him pay. A legs went out down the line. Really, mm-hmm. really close play uh, there at first. The Yankees even challenged it, but it was uh, ruled safe and set set up a, a big inning for the Astros. Um, after that, Pena reaches on fielder's choice. Air. <laughs> yeah, well, and on the air, uh, which I thought that was a double play off the bat. It should have been a double play, obviously, with the air, but – Altuve just froze in his tracks on the base. I, I think that kind of distracted him. I, me too. Honestly, That's what too. I said. I think I really think that threw Glaber off on the on the toss. Uh, Kid, and then kids, I, you know, kids, make sure you get the first out first. Do yeah. not try to get the double play first. You get the out for sure. So, kids, if you're listening to this podcast right now, make sure you get the out because obviously, right there, you saw how that turned out to be crazy inning. Yeah, and so, I mean, you got runners on first and second with one out, and then the big man, Yoran Alvarez, comes to the plate, and he gets a single as well. Uh, Bregman follows right after him with the single, scoring Pena. And that was uh, that was all it took. Astros scored two in the top of the seventh. The Yankees do not strike back again. Uh, really don't even threaten that much until the end of the game uh, or, or you know through the rest of the game. It, it was a pretty dominant performance from the bullpen other than Hector Neris. Uh, Brian Abreu looked good. Of course, Ryan oh, Presley yeah. coming in. Uh, Ryan Presley coming in and slammed the door. Abreu, Montero, Presley, all of them. No hits, no runs. Uh, two strikeouts combined. It, I mean, it was sweet. It was complete team effort. Great game. Yes, I, I great game all around. You know, you look at the Seattle series, and we probably stole a couple of those. Squeak mm-hmm. by. You that's what I these, said. I mean, know, that's what I said, yeah. Yankees games, and there was a couple that – Man, it was like we were playing ghosts out there. Like they weren't even fighting back, and mm-hmm. you, and the lobsters and the you know the opportunities that were missed. But it really felt like in last night's game, the the Astros were playing at some of their highest level of potential. And even still, even still, they were five for ten. Oh, actually, look at that. They five did good today. They yeah, good today. I'm actually shocked. Five for ten with runners <laughs> in scoring position. I'm so used to seeing a bad number there. Um, You're always seeing yeah, that goose know, egg or something. Yeah, I mean, just taking advantage of those opportunities, and they just never quit. They never gave up. Six runs on nine hits, no errors. Yankees, five hits, nine runs on one error. Uh, and yeah, again, Ryan Presley. Costly. Ryan Presley. I said that on yesterday's show. Like he could be, he could have been an ALCS MVP candidate. And I think he's like right up there. I saw a couple other people saying it too. I mean, he had three huge saves. Uh, twice yeah. he had to stare down Aaron Judge with the chance to tie it or walk it off. Uh, or, or to tie it or, you know, bring the Yankees back in it. And he managed to to get it done both times. Um, hell of a series, hell of a game. It feels great going back to the World Series. Really hope, obviously, we can take care of business here. And then the post-game celebrations commenced. And, man, those boys were buzzing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, everybody was feeling it at that time. Real quick, though, the key point of this game was your top hitters being able to put the ball in play and yeah. make, you know, these adjustments and everything like that. That's what we've been saying that, you know, the series, it was usually our bottom of the lineup that was scoring these runs. Obviously, Mancini, Vasquez, and McCormick had it the other uh, and game three. Game four today, six for 12. You know, that's a 500 batting average with Altuve, Pena, Alvarez. Everybody getting two hits each, four RBIs, 
two walks, two strikeouts. And even our strikeout rate from this game was six strikeouts. So, you know, it gets to show, you know, it if it's not the top of the line, McCormick had said this in post-game interview uh, before with the media. He said, if it's not the top, it's the bottom. If it's not the bottom, it's the top. You know, someone's going to help out, you know, balance this offense. You know, it would be great series and the whole lineup hits, but obviously, you know, that's going to take a lot to do. To not, it's, it's very possible, but at the same time, too. Uh, but, yeah, I wanted to throw that out there because, you know, them three guys really, and then especially Altuve, you know, with them two hits, obviously one being a, you know, run it out base hit, and then the other one was a bloop over um, Anthony Rizzo. So yeah. good to see him swing the bat, and hopefully that transitions to the World Series. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, kind of on that same note, I think that this is – I think last night was Mancini's opportunity and I think he blew it. And I think you got a series. And we'll talk. We'll talk more, obviously, in the World Series preview. But that was kind of the one real down spot, obviously. And seeing McCormick, Maldonado all going over. Maldonado did draw a walk, uh, but Mancini and McCormick both left three men on base. But you know, McCormick, if you're expecting him to carry this offense, he's not going to. You got your. You know, you're you're looking the wrong place. Uh, but he has come through this series. He's come through in big moments this year, he's safe. Uh, but Mancini, man, I feel like you really got to go. You really got to have the conversation of going with David Hensley uh, for the World Series. Or, you know, the roster's wow. going to change. I mean, I mean, I mean, what else do you do? I mean, I'd, I'd go back to Diaz at this point because it's. I think it's too late now to go to Hensley because you think? you're giving a you're giving a I mean, rookie. Diaz hasn't looked you much know, better, first, man. I know, but you're giving your rookie your their first game in the postseason – you know, start in a World Series game. You know, some people shine, some people don't. And I don't yeah. know if Dusty, you know, Dusty being the old school manager is going to put that on Hensley. I'd go back to Diaz. Maybe Diaz kind of figures Maybe it so. out. Um, You know, that's how it's been really between those two guys. Like I said, I, I would have liked to see Hensley in this uh, away series against the Yankees, but obviously Dusty had chose uh, Mancini to go for these game three and game four. Because we saw Diaz, and obviously that didn't work out. But, yeah, I mean, I'd like to give the rookie a shot, actually. But, I don't know. I think it's too – I feel like it's too late now for this to happen. And it, maybe it is, but I, I think, like, you look at the production from DH and from the seven hole so far in the postseason. Yeah, which I'm, I mean, which the, I'm not against, the that, Hensley. The fact that we're 7-0 and and that position has produced one RBI. Um, no hits, too. No, no hits. hits. Yeah. That that is very, 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 very tough. And you really have to look at it. And I think you have and you have to say, yeah, that's that's true. Like that's a huge moment. That's very risky. But maybe I, I'm, I'm at the point. I'm at, eh, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> do, hey, do rosters expand in the World Series? Do they or you're saying they for sure do? Do they? I, I'm asking if they do. If, do they expand so. by one player roster spot? No, because I, I, I was so. going to say if it expanded to one player, you know, you could put Myers and let Mauricio try to hit DH. You know, I, I mean, even Dubon, I feel like could get a shot as well. But Dusty, you know, loves that center field position, and obviously Jake Myers is left off the, uh, you know, the postseason roster. It would be too difficult. So yeah, it's going to be between them three guys really. That's just kind of something to keep an eye on, and I don't know yep. what we'll do. Uh, but we've seen, obviously, rookies shine uh, in, in this postseason. So 
I will start there that we've mentioned it, but that is your your ALCS MVP right there, Jeremy Pena, the rookie man. Yes, had, had a great uh, ALCS. Obviously, you know it was kind of up in the air as far as um, who was going to take home that ALCS MVP if we did mm-hmm. pull off the sweep today, because there were a couple guys in contention. You know, we talked about McCormick, we talked about Bregman, we briefly talked about Pena, not a whole lot, honestly. Uh, we even talked about Presley, but really, I think Pena's home run last night is what put him over the top. Yeah, I mean, he deserves it, you know, really for a, like I said, a rookie coming in to spring training this year, taking big steps and big shoes to fill for Carlos Correa. And now look at this. He's an ALCS MVP. If you would have told me this in the beginning of the season that Jeremy Pena was going to be your ALCS MVP, I would not have not believed you. Like, I would have not. Because, you know, he's a rookie. Obviously, some rookies do thrive in this situation. I mean, we saw it in 15 with Correa, how he did, and he did pretty damn good. Pena's first um, postseason, you know, starts and everything like that has shown, you know, he's he's made for the moment. Obviously, he was on the taxi squad last year when um, we played the Braves and made that whole run to the World Series. And, you know, he even said it himself, that helped him. That really helped him, you know, grow as a player and just be ready for for the moment when it comes next year. And sure enough, look at this, ALCS MVP. Um, I think Randy Orozarena was the last one, too, in 2020, which, you know, Randy mm. Orozarena is rookie of the year every year at this point. Right. But, um, you know, Jerry Pena, great, great, great series, both, yeah, he, you know, for the ALDS and ALCS. Yeah, in the ALCS, he hit 353 with six hits, two home runs, four RBIs, and three runs scored. Uh, and obviously the that big three run home run uh, in the clincher probably clinched that trophy for him. But you know you gotta love the future of this kid. Gotta love the future of this team. Uh, and so you know seeing him seeing him get that trophy and hit the shrug, you know hit the hit the hard hands. Oh, love it. Feel, love it. He was feeling himself. He was feeling it. Uh, the whole the team... backflip was even more sexy. Did you oh, see yeah. that? Yeah, right in front of the Yankees dugout. Yeah, no, he 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 looked great. It was obviously a great win. The celebration was great. Seeing all those smiling faces up there when they were on the stage for the trophy presentation, and all the guys just started chanting "Dusty, Dusty, Dusty," and his that you smile on it. his face was so big, man. Like again, I don't said it, but we we've given him shit, and he's deserved it uh, sometimes. But he's done a phenomenal job of getting these guys here. Um, and getting him to a 7-0 record in the postseason on the way to the World Series. I, let's go get this man a ring. 73 years old. Baseball's been his whole life. Please. Let's go get him a ring, man. And you know those guys Please. are fighting for him. They're doing it. Uh, they were in the – I was listening to 790. They were, you know, had had Steve Sparks down there in the locker room. And what a chaotic scene. I would give anything <laughs> to just be a fly on the wall in there. Uh, but they had Maldonado came in and uh, he got started. His and his speech was like, he basically said, you know, they said we want Houston, well you got us, and we swept you. And then they, hey, and you start spraying the champagne and stuff. Man, they were they were partying. They brought out the brooms. They had the brooms dude. Yes, in that was the, the Yankees highlight. Room. Oh highlight my God. of the That's night iconic. right there. That is highlight that is of the iconic. night right there. Hanging in the Louvre and everything, dog, because that was a beautiful scene to see the, you know, the American League trophy just thrown in the air beer yeah. you know going through it everybody taking a you know a shot of everything brooms everywhere sweeping on the floor you can see Nair sweeping the whole floor i mean wow beautiful 
beautiful way to end the night. You know, obviously we didn't even know we're going to have baseball today. Well, really yesterday, but obviously we're recording right now. But yesterday, we didn't even know if we're going to have baseball. The weather in New York tomorrow, yeah. well, now today, sorry, gosh, getting my days mixed, um, was supposed to be like 70% chance of rain. So I'm glad we were able to play this game, end it, you know, come back home. I don't know if they'll stay in New York, you know, today just to enjoy and then come back home. But, man, very excited for these boys. Everybody, defense, pitching, hitting. I mean, we have all the talent. We have all the talent. We've been to the World Series four times in the last six seasons. We've only got one. Please. I am, I'm pretty sure I'm speaking for all Astro fans at this point. We got to win the ring today. This year, we got to win it. We got to win it this year because, you know, we have a great golden age of Astros baseball. And for us to only have one World Series in what, four, you know, appearances, that would suck. So, you know, kind of let's even it out, be a little 500 and go two and four in the World Series. But I mean, that Philly team, too. I mean, you know, they have all the momentum right now, you know, being a wild card team, sweeping the defending champs. I mean, they got nothing to lose, actually. Yeah, no. So, yeah, let's let's pivot to the World Series. The Phillies will be the opponent. That game was decided earlier in the day yesterday, uh, game five of the NLCS. Uh, Padres, Phillies, Padres were a hot team. They take out the Dodgers, you know, of course, a hundred and what, 12 win team. Uh, They take them out in four games in the NLDS. Come to Philly, and the the Phillies just rolled at home in Philadelphia. Bryce Harper uh, has, I believe, a 10-game hit streak in the postseason now, which is tied tied for the longest in history. He's hot. Kyle Schwarber woke up. uh, You know, he started the postseason 0 for 19, and since then he's been uh, just an electric factory. They've got some dudes for sure. And they're a lineup that really in a lot of ways, I think, mirrors Houston's in the fact that you have some really bona fide certified studs that are, you know, potential MVPs and and, and MVP winners. Uh, and then you've got some guys that are a little hit or miss, but any person in that lineup can step up at any moment. And they saw that. They saw Gene Segura have his moment. Reese Hoskins, like he actually hit like shit. He hit was like five for he's like five for oh my twenty something, but he has two yeah, or three home uh, runs. It was hot. Um, obviously Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, JT Romuto had a home run uh, in Game Four. Like they have guys top to bottom that can change things. Um, we'll talk more later this week. We'll have a post a World Series preview. Like, this is a tough team. They have a one-two punch in Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler that is really, really good. Uh, obviously, yeah. the Astros took two out of three from Philly uh, to end the regular season, and Aaron Nola damn near no-hit the Astros. He was he pitched really, really well, uh, and then Justin Verlander nearly no-hit them the next day. Uh, we almost, that's where we took that combined no-hitter in, into the ninth. But regardless, this is this is going to be a dogfight, one hundred percent. You have two great uh, baseball. Uh, fan bases you have two great cities you have two of the best uniforms in baseball i love the phillies i think that the phillies the uniform pinstripes every single th- no not the pinstripes not, not the eh, baby blue the baby blue the, the baby blue and like the ones yes. they wore to win yesterday the like cream with the blue helmet i, I could dig with those i, oh, I, I like the baby that. blue i, I like I the, the oh, baby yeah. blue vibe 
point being, the Phillies are not a team that should be taken for granted, and I don't think hey, they will. Hey, 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 we're we're missing the main point. The best mascots being the Philly fanatic and Orbit. <laughs> oh yeah, that's gonna be the real matchup as well. Oh yeah, that <laughs> I already <didn't> thought about <laughs> that. That that will be good. That's a good. That's a good face off right there. Um, but yeah, this is gonna be a great series, and obviously. We can sit here and bellyache and and reminisce about 19 and 21, but the reality is we twice now faced uh, quote-unquote lesser opponents in the World Series, and twice we have been beaten by them. So I think this front office, this team, they are tired of losing, Like just like you, Lorenzo, just like all of us. Yeah. And I think that they're so hungry uh, that they're not going to take this the Phillies for, for granted. They're not going to sleep on them. Nope. And, you know, the Phillies, their weaknesses are their bullpen and their defense. I think we can get to that bullpen, man. I think this 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 could be a, a positive series for the Phillies. Uh, the World Series will get started on Friday. We do not have times yet, I don't think. Uh, we don't have times, but it'll be Friday and Saturday at home. Sunday will be a travel day. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, whatever's needed in Philly. And then if it goes to game six and seven, those will be Friday and Saturday, November 4th and 5th uh, in Houston. So, man, it's the best time of the year. Here we are. Let's get to it, dude. I'm just ready. I wish we could start the series on Tuesday. Yeah, man. I mean, like I said in the beginning, I said Seattle was going to be the toughest one coming out of the American League. We have to, like, make it. And, you know. They really made us battle throughout them whole games, you know, yeah. them three games. And going to New York and playing in New York, we swept them like nothing. I mean, they didn't really have nothing going. Not offense, pitching, you know, by the way, too, we did pretty well against our starters. I mean, Tyon was probably the best one, dude. Tyon was probably the yeah. best starter out Severino of that series because bad. Well, no, but I mean, I'm talking about earned run wise. I mean, we got three no. earned runs on Severino. Two earned runs with five runs on Cole, and then Nestor getting three earned runs um, from them back to back walks, and then obviously the Pena home run. But yeah, real quick with Philly, I said it with New York. If we and I, I think I said it too with the Mariners. If we could get to their ace, which they do have two aces on that ball club, and we're playing at home, they don't fear that home crowd. Let me tell you that too, because they obviously played um, in St. Louis. And one over there at Bush Stadium. They went to Truist Park in Atlanta and got a game over there. So best believe the either Wheeler or Nola going game one, they're gonna try to get a win coming out of Minime Park. Yeah, and our stat and our home stats at you know Minime Park with the World Series have not been promising. It has no. not been promising, you know, throughout the years when we host it. But if we could get to if we could get to both of them, even great. If we get to one of them, I'll be good because when we go to Philly, we're going to go against Ranger Suarez, which we've seen him play when he was with the Angels at the time. Either game four is going to be a bullpen game or Noah Syndergaard or um, Kyle Gibson. We've seen these guys, you know, Syndergaard played with the Angels. Gibson played with the Rangers in last year. So I, I feel confident, you know, our starting pitchers are pretty good. Obviously, JV has not yet got a win in a World Series game. That's another thing to, you know, watch because, yeah, obviously, Urquidy has three and he has zero. Uh, for Amber, of course, 
obviously they have Schwarber, who's been really hot for them too. Um, I think Byron Stott as well. Bryson Stott is a uh, is he a switch hitter or is he a lefty? I don't know. Top my head. I'm not too. I'm not too sure either. I think yeah. he's a lefty, but I mean he's a good rookie hitter as well. Um, but yeah, like you said, we can't take this team for granted. This team is going to be really good. Um, just can't wait, dude. Can't wait for Friday. I'm going to be so excited. So excited, dude. Yeah, it, it's going to be great. And like I said, we'll have an episode coming out later this week that we'll do a bigger preview of the World Series. We'll talk about those pitching matchups. We'll talk about uh, more detail on those possible roster changes. Uh, once we know a little bit more about the times, etc., probably look for that episode to come out on Thursday. But we'll let you guys know. We'll keep you all posted. Uh, obviously, follow us at Full Seam Ahead on Twitter if you're not already. Stay tuned. But uh, we're going to the World Series. Enjoy that. We got four days until the World Series starts. Enjoy it. Soak it all in. And we'll see you back here for the preview. Start spreading the news. Yeah. See you guys. Yes, sir.